Without the fear of the Lord, my friend, there is no turning from evil. And what we've done is we, we've, we've gotten rid of fear because we're afraid to offend. And as a result, we're now embracing evil in our lives. Bridge family, Michael Mahan, we are back. We are back. Hi, Justin Edwards. How are you, buddy? Sorry, I'm really excited about this one. So, you know, I usually do an intro, but we're just going to get right into it. This is a go. I love this conversation. So we're talking about the fear of the Lord, right? And there are basically two kind of ideas with that. One being, uh, you know, we have, we rest in him when we don't have a fear of, of, anyone or anything that the world you know can come against us we you know we rest in here we don't have to fear uh the world or anything like that calamities pandemics that sort of thing but i'm almost certain knowing you a little bit as i do i am almost certain that kind of the more traditional definition i think of where you're going to go is the idea of reverence and respect having that healthy fear of the lord yeah, no question about it. In our current culture today, especially in our church culture and our evangelical culture, we have without question lost a healthy fear of God. Now, there are two fears, right? Two kinds of fears. One we approach as a non-believer. The other oh, we true. approach as a believer. Sure. So as a non-believer, it's fear of judgment and eternal separation from God. Yes, right. there is a heaven. And yes, there is a hell. And that is a place for eternal judgment of sin. And at the end of the day, Luke, Jesus, Jesus speaks very clearly here, Luke 12, but I will warn you whom to fear. Fear the one who, after he has killed, has the authority to cast into hell. Yes, I tell you, fear him, right? And, 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 and in Hebrews chapter 10, it is terrifying to fall into the hands of the living God. That's right. There is no question that our God is a God of perfect love and grace, but he's also a God of judgment and he will judge sin. And for those who have decided to reject the Lord Jesus, they put themselves in a position to be judged by God. That's right. So that, that's, that is one camp that we talk about, right? Usually when we bring up fear Um, and then the other camp is those of us that are believers Having a healthy fear, and, and I think me, you know, fear ha- usually has a negative connotation, right? So we tend to sure. kind of just stay away from that word when we're talking about the Lord because it right. doesn't make us feel warm and fuzzy inside, right? Sure. But what's really fascinating about when you talk about the fear of the Lord, and let me just read Proverbs 1 7. It says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Point being that if we will look at fear, through the lens of being reverent and respectful of the almighty God and his place in our life, we live our life completely different. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. And, and the reverence and the holiness, seeing God for who he is, you know, in our, in our culture, there was a day when you would walk into the church and, or should I say you wouldn't walk into the church or into, into the house of God, because you knew you were going to get convicted of your sin. You knew that you would have a conviction and an awareness of your, of your failures. And you knew you were going to be confronted with the chance or the opportunity to surrender that to the living God. However, today in an effort to be seeker friendly and comfortable and get more people in and to grow the crowds, we've made it very comfortable and casual and we don't confront sin 
at all. And as a result, we dilute the gospel. In fact, uh, Hebrews chapter 12, sure. um, it, it's pretty clear. Therefore, since we receive a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us show gratitude by which we may offer to God an acceptable service with reverence and awe for our God is a consuming fire. We don't come to God with a reverence and awe anymore. We come to him like a friendly old grandpa that's going to give us an Oreo cookie. And the incredible thing is because God is patient and, and enduring and loving and and there's no limit to his love and grace, we take advantage of that and treat him like he's this cool, casual... A, a cosmic vending machine. I will never forget that word or that, that phrase that someone spoke of. It's a cosmic vending machine. And we blurred the lines of trying to be welcoming and inviting, which I totally agree with. But as often happens, when we begin to dilute the word of God and dilute his instruction manual for our life, when we yes. begin to shave at the edges of it, right? Satan, because we live in a world of good and evil, Satan will undoubtedly begin to use those things. And I think he has, Michael. I really do think that he has. And we, we leave out of church, not changed, not wanting to be different. As long as we prayed, we asked and believed for the new house, the new job, the new promotion, we go out on Friday, Saturday, live how we want. And it's all because we've decided to shave at the edges of God's truth, and therefore we've lost the reverence and respect of his rightful place in our life. And, and Justin, we have gotten to a point where we so take advantage of God's grace. You cannot without, and this is a, my personal feeling, without a healthy fear of the living God, you will never be able to live in freedom of grace. Because what wow. happens is we run in freedom and grace and we run off the cliff with it. We never come back and balance that with a healthy fear. Yeah, we because treat it as we're, if it's we're, we're just selfish human beings, so we're going to run up as muck as far as we can. Right. First Peter, First Peter, chapter one says this: If you address as father the one who impartially judges according to each one's work, conduct yourself in fear during the Amen. time that you are here on earth. Look, Peter. This is New Testament. Peter right. says, "Conduct yourselves in fear during the time you are here on earth." What does that mean? Conduct with a reverence and a holiness and an awe of who the living God of all creation Amen. is, not this cool relationship that me and Jesus, quote unquote, got our own thing going. Absolutely not. It's an abomination and absolute heresy, but we've turned it into that because it's casual, it's friendly, and people are not put off by it. Right. Absolutely. The gospel is offensive. The gospel is offensive because you know why? I think Mike Winger said this or, or Vody Bogman. Uh, the gospel is offensive because our sin is offensive. Exactly. And we've talked about this. We, we're born in sin. We are sinners. This is who we are. And when, our, when we're confronted with our sin and we don't like it. Right. Who does? But it is our sin so, and it has so, to be dealt with. And we're given the opportunity through the power of the Holy Spirit to surrender that to the cross. I, I heard someone do this the other day. It was fantastic. They said, we all come to the cross. It's so easy to come to the cross. Lay your burden down. Get up. Go back and get more burden. He said, but you know what we wow. don't do? We don't come to the cross and then go through the cross. And I thought, Ooh. what does he mean go through the cross? He That's went on to say, we didn't go through the cross. We don't die to ourselves. We aren't wow. buried and resurrected to the newness of life. We aren't crucified with Christ, nevertheless we live, yet not I, but Christ in us. And the life that we now live is by the faith, the Son of God who loved, and I'm paraphrasing it, loved sure. me and gave himself for me. We don't go through the cross. We just come to it, leave it, and go get more. Wow. And, and this is the terrible offense that we've created in the church today. 
Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, it happens to be my mother's favorite verse, but I love if you go 5 through 8. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. Amen. Then listen to verse 7. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn from evil. It will be healing to your body and refreshment to your bones. Amen. The, without the fear of the Lord, my friend, there is no turning from evil. That's right. And and what we've done is we we've we've gotten rid of fear. Yep. Because we're afraid to offend, and as a result, we're now embracing evil in our lives, and That's we've right. created ourselves a real nightmare. And we have, and I and I I love that you brought up that verse because the front part of that that um that group of verses. Is something that we espouse quite a bit. We love the first part of those verses, right? Uh, that he will direct our paths. What is profound is that unless we have a healthy fear of who he is, we don't ever get to him directing our paths, right? So real quickly, I think the question becomes, how do we then daily live in a healthy fear of him and in reverence? How do we do that when we are faced with everything that we're faced with, right? The, you know, we're all busy. We've got, you know, jobs, we've got kids, you know, life is crazy. How do we live day to day in a healthy fear? Do you have any, is there any question in your mind, if you were to go stand on a bridge and jump off onto the freeway, what would happen to you? Yeah, I wouldn't end well. Right. Is there any question if you go out and stand in front of a train coming at 60 miles an hour, what would happen to you? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's not going to end well. Is there any question? You know where I'm going with this. Sure. Because we know the reality of the results. We have so diluted who God is in our minds, we can't even hear his voice anymore. We have got to come back to realizing who God is. Revelation chapter 1, verses 14 to 16. His head and his hair were white like wool like snow. His eyes were like a flame of fire. His feet were like burnished bronze when it made to glow in a furnace. And his voice was like the sound of many waters in his right hand held seven stars. And out of his mouth came a sharp two-edged sword. His face was like the sun shining in its strength. Friend, we've got to learn that this is who God is. Amen. And when we see him in his real environment, who he truly is, yes, he loves us. Yes, he sent his only son to die for us. Absolutely true. And his love and grace is eternal. Amen. That's but true. he will judge sin. And the God of judgment is something to all have a healthy fear of. Amen. Amen. We've got to learn to fear God before we learn the grace of God. Otherwise, we totally misunderstand grace. And I think we've gotten it out of order, unfortunately, where we immediately went to grace and we bypassed the part of fearing him. And again, if you uh, hear the excitement in our voices, it's because um, this is this this subject is the basis of Michael and I. And we do not get it correct. You know, 90 percent of the time we mess it up in our daily life. But this really is a passion of Michael and myself of trying to live because it all goes back to living out the gospel. You want to live out the gospel, have a healthy fear of the Lord, right? Honor and this definition of, of fearing the Lord. I I heard someone and I think it's just, it really is kind of speaks to where I was when I was going through the study and where I came out of it. It says honor who he is and then value what he says in the word. 
And I think if we learn to do that, you want to talk about a world changing. We, you know, this will, this is airing after we've gone through, unfortunately, something in our country. And we're not going to get into the whole debate of uh, the politics, guns, no guns, all of that. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about good and evil. We've lost the gospel and we've lost the fear of God. And until we get back and honor who he is in his rightful place and then value, value what he says in his word. Until we do that, we are simply walking this world under our own selfishness and desires. The book of Hebrews chapter 9 says it's it's appointed unto man once to die, and after that, the judgment. All right? And and if we have any doubt that we are going to face the living God of all creation someday, Philippians chapter 2, verse 10, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow of those who are in heaven and underneath the earth, that every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God, the father. Isn't that interesting? Not to the glory of men. So then my beloved, just as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your salvation with fear Fear and and trembling. Amen. For is God who is at work in you both to work for his good and pleasure. Now, now look, I just, I just, if there's any question on the relationship of what it would look like, John, three and a half years with Jesus, right? Sure. John, the one who laid his head on Jesus's breast there at, at, at the supper, right? John, the one who he said on Calvary to his mother, your son, to John, your mother, right? He literally gave assignment to John to take care of Mary. Listen to John's words in Revelation chapter one. This is the guy who walked with Jesus and took care of his mother. In his right hand, he held the stars and out of his mouth came a sharp two-edged sword and his face was like the shining sun in strength. When I saw him, I fell at his feet like a dead man. And he placed his right hand on me saying, do not be afraid. I'm the first and the last, the living one. And I was dead, and behold, I'm alive forevermore, and I have the keys to death and Hades. John fell on his face as a dead man. We've never ate dinner with Jesus. We were never asked to take care. I mean, I I can't even imagine when mother, you know, that, that whole thing. And he fell on his face as a dead man. My question is simply this. What's the Holy Spirit saying to you right now? What Amen. is he calling you out of in this moment? What is he asking right. you to step away from? Are you going to put it off again? Or are you going to take this moment and say, I'm going to embrace a healthy fear of the living God of Amen. all creation, and I'm going to fall at his feet and give it to him. Amen. That's the simple prayer for Michael and I, not only for ourselves, but for you that are watching. What is he calling you? to let go of and are you going to start your relationship over and a reverence of who he is because he deserves that rightful place in your life amen you want to pray us out buddy father we love you father please forgive us as individuals as a church and as a nation because we have forgotten the fear of the living god Father, I don't say that with an emotional voice. I say that with honesty. God, we have forgotten who you are. Forgive us for treating you so casually. Father, our heart is to know you. 
and though I realize that even as John did, if, if, if we mm. were in your presence, we would fall at your feet. Lord, I would ask you to build within our heart a healthy fear of you, that we would turn from our sin and our wickedness and turn from our stupidness and turn from our selfishness and turn back as individuals, as a, as a church and as a nation to you, where we would simply say, King of kings and Lord of lords, transform us, and we will give you the glory. In Jesus' name Amen. we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, buddy. Bridge family, thank you guys for hanging out with us. want to encourage everyone to like, subscribe, uh, ring the bell, do all the fun stuff you do on YouTube, Facebook, wherever you guys are watching this. Um, we want to continue to try to grow the channel, not for any other purpose, but to share the good news to a world that needs to know there's a God that loves them, that's died for them, and has an amazing plan for their life they will just submit to his will. Amen. See you, buddy. Bridge family, see you later. Bye.